Ooh, fun facts, facts of fun with Allison and Caitlin. Oh yeah, welcome to Fun Facts Live. I'm your host, David, and with me today is Allison. Hello. Caitlin. Hi. And RJ. Hello. Allison, what have you got for us today? Um, so, there's really no rhyme or reason for my fun facts today. And they're <laughs> just basically two little tidbits about um, shoes. 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 Okay. She does have a thing for shoes. I can vouch for this. Um, so my constant companion during... Um, I, I feel like I gotta, I gotta <laughs> tell one story about Allison's shoes since you brought them up. She's got the... Her shoes, she, she wears out her shoes pretty quickly, which is... So she doesn't actually have a lot of pairs of shoes at once because they don't last very long. But the reason they don't last very long is... She has a very strange <laughs> um, way of like poking her big toe up through the top of her shoe. That's where they wear out. Not the bottoms, not the sides. <laughs> she pokes a hole in the top center of every pair of shoes she owns. So anyway. I walk with my toes up. I can't. Fun fact about Allison's shoes. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks for that. I was going to say something nice about you, but oh, no. <laughs> that's for my I fun fact. It. Okay. So... One pair of shoes where I don't need to worry about that, which has been my, my favorite acquisition since in quarantine, and they were a present from David, are my um, fuzzy Birkenstocks. Yes, a.k.a. Named the little the shoes. Little shoes. Yeah. Named after the Matt Solitaire character. Um, oh, I had my little up today. Oh, yes, you did have to see. We are, we're on the same page. Okay. Yeah. And... Um, so one, my little brief before I talk about the other pair of shoes I wanted to talk about is that the Birkenstock Company is actually older than the United States of America. What? The Birkenstock Whoa. Company was founded in 1774. Wow. Dang. I think it's That's that. amazing. Where? Germany. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they um, became popular um, for the kind of really like first arch support and like molded footbeds, just oh. kind of their claim to them, hmm. uh, which makes the little shoes very comfy. And basically now that it is May, I will be pretty much until I have to go back to work and a little bit when I have to go back to work wearing Birkenstocks exclusively <laughs> outdoors for the next four months. I gotta say, it was kind of a big deal for me to get those because <laughs> I, I, I really don't like Birkenstocks. <laughs> I just, I come from Seattle where they're associated with like people wearing socks with their Birkenstocks and I don't know that just kind of creeps me out it's so I just have this bad um impression of Birkenstocks so I did not want her to get Birkenstocks so it did take me like a good six but months but she doesn't or more. wear socks with them presumably no I don't but I think so like, there have been several issues of Vogue this year where Birkenstocks have unsiled with with socks, so I don't want to hear from you, David. I, you know, there's like a weird thing going on in fashion about wearing socks with shoes that really should not have socks worn with them. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it looks dumb, but. <laughs> I haven't, but I haven't. I'm, I'm supportive, I'm supportive of Birkenstocks. I, and I'm amazed that, sorry to go back to when you said that when they were founded, that they, they were kind of known as the first to have art support. I mean, 
worst shoes does not have arch support. Before. They were just the flat. First. Yeah, they just that had flat sounds, soles. Uh, wow, oh. painful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's a yeah. that's a good invention. So, but actually, the reason I wanted to talk about the second type of shoes is I saw <laughs> yesterday like a, a fashion spread where penny loafers were also styled with socks. I don't even know what penny loafers are. How do you not know what penny loafers are? I, I don't know. I've heard the word, yeah, but I really actually David. don't know what they are. <laughs> I'm should, not a shoe person. I have one pair of shoes until two. they wear out. You have two. Well, okay, I alternate. I have one for like walking in the dirt and one for, yeah. for... That you keep the... I try to keep nicer. Yeah, and then you have <laughs> boots, but you haven't really worn your boots at all. Yeah. What are penny loafers? Okay. Oh, I'm just going to show David a picture because I think he's the only person who doesn't know what they <laughs> okay. look like. Do you see these? Okay, these okay. They're just, they're just shoes. Okay. <laughs> they're just shoes. Yes. Okay. Got it. Usually leather, right? Yes. Usually leather. So, do you, so do your, sorry, not to make it about your, your feet, but do your toes, do you have this problem with leather shoes with your toe poking through? It's mostly a problem with my sneakers. Okay, that um, makes sense. And it's also because um, I haven't done it recently, but one of my favorite, because obviously I haven't been to the gym, um, is one of my favorite activities is using the erg machine, the rower. Uh-huh. And it's very easy when you're like tired and have bad form to like let your kind of like toes grasp the um, the strap. I see. So you yeah. can put more like like momentum behind you oh, okay. so it's not something that should happen when you if you're rowing with proper form but it is something that does happen to me <laughs> okay. so that does exasperate it with my sneakers okay uh, okay yeah anyway sorry right, back penny to penny loafers. loafers penny loafers so penny loafers i think most people associate as like a classic american style except for david um but they're <laughs> yeah, i just didn't know the name okay. I, I see them everywhere though okay. yeah it's just okay. a dress shoe with a heel Sort of. Okay. Well, all right, buddy. Okay. A flat, a flat heel. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll let him have that. Okay. <laughs> That's what it looks like to me. All yeah. right. But they're actually Norwegian oh. in origin. Mm. Um, so they were, uh, I can't, I'm sorry, is if, if RJ, your Scandinavian friend is joining us, and I butcher some pronunciations. Um, but it was developed by... Um, a shoemaker in Norway and this they developed this kind of like lightweight slip on leather shoe that was very popular with Norwegian fishermen. Mm. Um, and so mm. the, the shoemaker ended up traveling um, to the US for an apprenticeship and he became really interested in um, native moccasin designs. Oh. So he took a combination of this um, like existing Norwegian fishing shoe and moccasins and combined them into something called the Orland moccasin or the Orland sh um, shoe. And then like as like wealthy Americans were traveling um, to Scandinavia for fishing trips and for travel, they began bringing this type of shoe back with them because they were so comfy. Oh. Um, and then they ended up being um, manufactured in the United States by uh, the Bass Company, which did make oh, my okay. very first pair of penny loafers <laughs> as a kid is where I got them. And they actually called them the Weijin, which was oh. slang for Norwegian. Mm -hmm. um, so they had been like in the United States for about um, 20 years um, when the Bass Company introduced this new like wide, wider leather strap over like kind of like 
where your arch and your toes meet. Um, and it had this like distinctive shape that was big enough to put one penny in. So people used to uh, um, put one penny in each shoe and that was enough to make like a payphone call. Oh, uh, so had like an emergency <laughs> yeah. wallet type yeah. thing. And it was okay. thought that like that was done by kind of like college students. Like, oh, I just need some spare change to make a call while I'm while I'm out. So um, oh, that's when people started putting okay. pennies in them. Oh, and that's where the name penny loafer comes from. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but the yeah the, they were marketed as the Legion. Fair. Okay. Mm, fair. Yeah. Until people started putting pennies in them. Yeah. Then they became the penny loafer. Oh, cool. Yeah. I I'd heard that the thing about the people would put pennies in that little slot, but I wondered if that was a. I've not had a pair myself, so I wondered if that was a an urban legend. So I'm I'm glad that you addressed that. Yeah. Apparently it's true. The real deal. It's the real deal. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So Birkenstocks and penny loafers. My fun facts <laughs> nice. for today. All right. Uh, Caitlin, what do you have for us today? Uh, so really totally unrelated to Allison's fun facts, um, <laughs> other than I guess travel sort of. Um, so later today, uh, my husband and I are going to Maine and Ooh. as uh -huh. part of that, um, trip, we have to drive on a number of different highways. And so we have to take us route one to Interstate 95 to Interstate 295. And so then I, so I thought I would talk a little bit about the highway naming system, highway numbering system in the US because I think it's kind of, there's a whole system and it's weirdly fascinating. Oh, um, yeah. So uh, the US highways, the not the interstates, but the ones that have the like white, the sign is white with black lettering on yeah. it. And it's kind of a little shield shape. Um, those are numbered well, so I guess I should back up. So in for both for both cases, highways that run north and south are odd numbers, and highways that run east and west are even numbers. Okay. But the two systems are numbered okay. in opposite directions. And so the US highways, uh, hi Route 1 is runs down the east coast, and Route 101 runs down the west coast. Oh. And so it goes it goes up. They, they, they count up from east to west and the interstates count up from west to east. So I-5 is runs through Washington, Oregon, California, and I-95 runs from Maine down to Florida. Okay. And then the for the for the east-west ones, um, I-10 is the southern one that goes from southern California to Florida and then... I think 94 is the highest one that runs across like the upper Midwest. Um, uh, 94 doesn't actually go from coast to coast. I think the furthest one that 90 is the furthest North that goes actually coast to coast. And then 94 is kind of as like off of that through North Dakota and Montana. I 90 think. is the one anyway. I'm familiar with. I've, I've driven Which one? 90. I've lived on both ends of I 90 yeah. and driven the whole thing. So. <laughs> You've driven the whole thing. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've definitely, I've driven, I've driven at both ends of it. I don't think I've driven. I don't think I've driven the whole thing. I've. I think I'm pretty sure there are parts of it that I haven't that I haven't been on. But yeah. Yeah, I've always thought it was just. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, is it? Are there any other ones that go coast to coast? I didn't know. I think 10 goes coast to coast. Oh, does it? RJ, okay. that probably is near you, right? Because that goes through um, Texas. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Where does 66 might, end? 
Brute 66. Yeah, that's in the live sketch. Um, I have done big sections of Route 66, I but I didn't no know if it went coast to coast. On the east co I can't think of where it comes out on the east yeah, coast. Yeah, I don't know of any, okay. any interstates that go all um, the way across. But anyway. I mean, I am looking at like Google Maps at the moment. I guess I could just scroll over and look at where it ends. <laughs> to see the, um, the two ends. I don't actually, I don't know. Um, That's all right. Allison oh, will look it up while it's you're... It's probably somewhere in California, Ch right? Chicago. It goes from Chicago to California. Oh, okay. 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 Huh. I wonder if I-90 no. is the only coast to go. That's the only one I know, but we, you can... Allison, so, you can check 10. Okay. 10, 10 begins in Santa Monica, California, so that's on the coast. Goes through, goes east through Arizona, New Mexico, Texas... Um, Louisiana, something, something, whatever. It, it, yeah, it goes, yeah, it ends at Jacksonville, Florida. So oh, okay. not, I guess it depends on if you consider that the coast or not. <laughs> Good enough. Okay. It's, a, it's a coastal state. Okay. Looks like 40, <laughs> sure. 80, and 10 go coast to coast. Oh, okay. Good to know. 40, 80, and 10. Cool. Anyway, and then so the one other the the other part of the naming system is that you will sometimes, especially in urban areas, see um, numbers numbered highways with three digits, and there's actually a system to uh, a system to that. So if they start with an even number like um, four hundred five or oh, okay, I know the four hundred five four ninety five. Or 295, um, which are all ones that I'm familiar with. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those are uh, even numbered one. If they start with an even digit, it's well, the last two digits are the parent or from the parent highway, right? So 405 is in the Seattle area because it's off of I 5. 295 right. and 495 are in um, the Boston area. Well, that's a separate 295 in Portland, Maine, because those are off of 95. Um, but the even number, the first, the first digit being even means that that particular offshoots both starts and ends at the parent highway. Oh. oh the ones that start cool. with an odd number, like, trying to think, I think there's a 705 in Southern California, are called spurs, where they just, oh. they start at the parent and then they just end somewhere. They don't ever okay. rejoin the parent one. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. really good to know about the even-numbered ones in particular. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And 405 connects um, above and below the lake in Seattle. So Yes. Uh, yeah. Good to know. I used to live basically spitting distance from 405. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That was a regular commute for me as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good time. That's how I Seattle. got to the airport. Also, this <laughs> is cool. That all the way down four hundred five. Yeah, that is fascinating to know. That that could come in really handy. I had yeah. no idea there. I I knew I had some idea about even and odd numbering, but I had no idea mm -hmm. about the first digit of a three digit. Yeah. Uh, name. That's 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 super cool. Yeah. There's there's a little mm -hmm. bit of reason to the to the numbering after all. Yeah. yeah. Not completely random. The interesting thing, the other, the other kind of, you, there are some kind of funny situations or weird situations where, because the the parent one is always going to be, you know, 
the sign is always going to say like five north, five south, you know, 10 east, 10 west. It can, even though, even if the road is like technically that stretch of it is going, (laughs) you know, is not going with that direction, but the, the offshoot ones, the spurs and the, I forget what the other one's called, the loop ones, um, can be signed in, in kind of for whatever direction they actually are going. And so you can get an offshoot that's like 495 east or 495 west, even though 95 is a north-south one. Oh. And sometimes you get very weird situations where if two roads are kind of are concurrent and so there it will often you'll see a sign that has both numbers on it <clears throat> and you get, can occasionally see patches where it will be you know like 95 south and 495 north or something <laughs> like there will be a weird where the <laughs> that one will say south and the other will say north, but it, you are literally going the same direction. There's a very weird, there's a, there's a very confusing spot um, southwest of Boston that where this sort of thing happens and um, what, and I, I, I forget the exact, I mean, I've driven through it and gotten confused by it enough times that I should know. But um, yeah, if you are driving on, right, if you're driving on 95 south, and then you come up to where it meets with 93, You it turns into 93 North. <laughs> oh, I, have, I know exactly where you're you talking know, about, North Caitlin, because yeah, you take 93 North to my weird. dad's house. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's very weird if you don't know what's going on. You're yeah. like, wait, I thought I was going South. Why does it say I'm going North? And it, it does kind of, because it kind of makes a loop around the city. Well, yeah. 93 goes up through the city. So um, anyway. Yeah, pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this, you know, this naming system is, you know, it has its exceptions and it has some, some weird uh, oddities. There's, I think there's a whole Wikipedia article that's just like, oddities in the U.S. highway number system. <laughs> <laughs> um, I once read it and was, I was, was entertained for a good hour. <laughs> All right. We'll have to, we'll have to link to that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, RJ, I, I see you've been busily sketching yes. away and yes. uh it doesn't seem like she's had any sort of problem no. Uh, no. coming up I'm with impressed. ideas for things to draw <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> yeah uh what's fun but you also have a fun fact for us today right i do actually hold on one second do you want to give uh, a fun fact okay uh my my mom is here with me oh um hi she, <laughs> 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 I'm not sure if you can hear from this. She I says did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, uh, so we are currently in San Antonio. Uh, oh. We're from Dallas. Uh, she is at, she's attending the Texas Dental Association. She's nodding. Okay. <laughs> Texas Dental Association <laughs> Conference, which nice. is um, only the second conference to be held in person at this convention center here in San Antonio. Um, so I asked her if she wanted to give a dental fun fact and she declined, Um, (laughs) but, um, what I have instead is a San Antonio dirt fun fact. Um, I'm on the wrong layer. (laughs) Um, here's my first art problems. I can't talk and draw at the same time. So here's, here's our beautiful dirt background. (laughs) So, 
the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo reuse the same dirt every year. Oh. Um, oh. It was purchased in 1988, <laughs> and it's been reused since then. What? Wait. Uh, they had to purchase by it? Reuse. They take it away and bring it back? Yeah. yeah, so it's stored It's stored on a back lot on the grounds of the AT&T Center, and it's cleaned and refined before it's used each time. <laughs> what? <laughs> if, if they didn't recycle it, it would cost $25,000 each year to replace it. <gasps> what? Wow. <laughs> Why do they need to buy it? Why do they need to buy it in the first place? What was special about this dirt that they can't just, like, go out in a field and carted away that I, that I don't know but i would guess it would be the the quantity that they need okay. so much that you can't just pull it out of um you know out of the ground or you're gonna mess yeah, up whoever owns that ground ground is gonna notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that too <laughs> um, wow oh that's amazing not, i had no I'm idea i'm not sure about that I wonder so wait, if it has is to be like packed to a certain like density level so you don't have well I don't know if like I've only been to one rodeo in my life so <laughs> clearly I'm not an expert if but if like it's too loose like an animal could like turn an ankle right or like hurt yeah, themselves. I'm sure yeah. that's I wonder yeah. that's part of it as well. Is this did you say it was rodeo and something else? Um, the stock show and rodeo. Ah, so, so they build, they have to build them. big ramps probably, right? For the like mm-hmm. those giant uh, do they do like the big trucks with the giant wheels that's a monster truck show yeah oh that's they probably okay. honestly they like probably do that there too stock show like for blue ribbons oh, and stuff not stock cars no okay no, livestock <laughs> livestock okay never mind no ramps for the livestock <laughs> next time he pretends <laughs> to be a country boy everybody remember this okay <laughs> Uh, yeah i went to a rodeo just a few years ago it was it was entertaining clearly david has never taken his chickens to uh, to a stock show no i I I was a little chickens at a stock show i've never been to one i was a little taken aback by some of the the things that they did at the show but um overall it was a it was a good time my favorite part though was at the very end where they let all the kids out into the ring at once all the kids in the entire huge stadium so it was like hundreds at least at least 500 kids and then they let like a dozen little pigs out into the arena and told them to go get them <laughs> it was insane like hundreds of kids chasing diving into the mud <laughs> they just, Pigs squealing, they're oiled up so they have a hard time. The children are? No. (laughs) (laughs) The pigs. Yeah, that was was the best part of the rodeo. It was worth it. The whole whole thing was worth it just for that. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Well, that is is amazing. I wonder how much it costs them to refine it um, versus... Yeah, that I'm not sure either. Yeah. Or why even bother? It's just dirt. What the cost? Yeah, they don't want like the poop in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Filter out all the poop. Yeah. Just put a bunch of worms in there. Maybe that's what they do. Yeah, maybe Biodigesters. it is. <laughs> maybe it is what they do. Cool. All right. Well, that was some fun facts for sure. Yeah. Mm. Thanks, everyone. And we'll see you again next week for more fun facts. Oops. <laughs> I'm gonna edit this part out. That's what the good part about the about doing. I like podcast. how your only cue is for yourself. <laughs> like that's where the delay is. Oh gosh! All right. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah, this one. Here we go. <laughs>
Oof. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah.